Drop. Genuine Wrestle Boys podcast of a differing amount of friends made better friends through a love of professional wrestling and I'm, a cumulative number of group. I'm sorry, who are you? I'm, I'm Isai. Oh, nice. My name is Matt. Uh, I'm Zach. And then we also have a, a special guest today. Uh, my name is Derek Oster. <laughs> uh-huh. Hi, Derek. <laughs> Hello. There's li- literally no way for us to tell. So I love pump cheese. And Vin Diesel. That's it. Nailed it. Two for two. <laughs> two for two. I, we know you do, Derek. Like, <laughs> a lot of episodes with you. Like, I, I like Godzilla. Yeah, like. Uh, <laughs> pretty good in the ring. Dumpster Pepsi. All the old playing, highlights. Playing the role of Oster is Jenna. <laughs> welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, Oster's on sabbatical. He's in timeout. It's like Vince McMahon, like on that like that conference call when C- they, CM Punk walked out. Oh, he's on sabbatical. By <laughs> <laughs> that, we definitely do mean that we're gonna fire Derek on his wedding day. <laughs> yeah, only after we get into a backstage brawl and uh, there's a dog is saved and a man is bit. Yeah, uh, Matt bit Oster. I'll um, do it again. I'll bite anyone here. I'll bite Craig. He's the man recording us. Yeah, producer Craig, the little bear in Discord. I mean, that's closest to a dog. Maybe we're saving Craig. That's fair. That's true. Get him out of here. Um, No, Craig, you can stay. Oster's on a sabbatical. Um, Lost their smile. Um, They popped the wellness violation. (laughs) Um, Maybe a big scandal. Oh, yeah. No, you'll see. You'll hear. You'll hear Derek's wonderful timbre, of course, but not this episode. Yeah, not this episode. This episode's a little too extreme for some. Yeah. Way too extreme. It's like 2017 Bailey. Too extreme for him. <laughs> oh no, that's where she couldn't do the stick, huh? Yeah. That oh was, shit, that was bad. That was like the beginning of the end. It took that, us until the first, 20- the first summer that we we're doing the podcast, and yeah, beginning yeah. of the end. I'm thinking yeah. more like team extreme. Like we should all be wearing our thongs above our pants. Oh shit! Yeah, well, I can do my Jeff Hardy <laughs> dance. Jen, I'm, wore, I'm wearing high-waisted shorts. That wouldn't be comfortable. Oh, no. It's definitely you're not just, about comfort. It's not about comfort. You can comfort. just have them at the top of your ribs. Make it happen. <laughs> yeah, I'll just, I will just bore, I'll just bore at it right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Over the shoulders. There we go. Um, can, yeah, so we're going to talk about extreme roles. Also, just like, been a minute since we've been uh, been here together. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Everything is, you know, I think everyone is being affected by uh, the circumstances of living uh, just in general here and and stuff. And uh, it yeah, it you know, there's a lot going on. And um, it we're we like doing uh, like being here doing this show and it's fun to be here and stuff. But week to week, you know, things life happens and things might change from time to time. But, you know, we like doing this uh, this programming think- for you all. Yeah, and I think we do it a lot for ourselves too. I, yeah, I enjoy the time that we we have to sit and chat about something that I will just make Jenna just listen to. So <laughs> now I got to make other people listen to it too. Yeah, 
it's fun. I like I feel like wrestling, especially like honestly, like through the pandemic and it even though it's like more enjoyable now, it's kind of just been this like baseline sort of thing that I've just been paying attention to for like so long and but not always as intently, especially through the pandemic. But it's fun when we get together because it's just like I realize just how much I do think about wrestling and how much I like talking about it. And I just don't, <laughs> I just don't talk about it that much. Katie and I will have some, some of our discussions for sure, but usually around the hot goss, which I love. <laughs> There's some hot goss. So before we dive into extreme rules, uh, there is new commentating teams coming to us. Um, so I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Oh, bad news. What is Bad news, Barrett coming to SmackDown. And uh, Michael that, sounds, that sounds like some good news. It's actually great news, especially without uh, uh, Pat McAfee there. So we got Michael Cole and Wade Barrett on SmackDown, Kevin Patrick and Corey Graves on Raw, and Vic Joseph and Booker T on NXT. I love oh, the wow. two men booths. I'm so happy about that. Mm. Yeah. Right? I was actually just yeah. about to say the exact same thing. It's like, it's, it's, like, it's not going to be like a fight for everything. Like, Sometimes when they have like the forty-eight people in the AEW booth, a little much, especially yeah. when one of them's Jericho. It's like, yeah, just see it. <laughs> yeah, it's nuts. No, I agree. Like, I feel like throughout all my favorite like growing up wrestling moments, it's just like you you have like a. It's nice to have a pair. You know, it reminds me of like the the fucking what are the two old crotchety uh, Muppets? Uh, oh, the, the two. Like, Waldorf? Yes. Yeah, it's like that. <laughs> just have two of them. <laughs> One of them's giving you what's going on, and one of them's talking a bunch of shit. I like, <laughs> I feel like they've done a good job as far as like finding dynamics in the three man booths, but I'm with you. Double and it then up. also the return of the, a former Undisputed Era member, Kathy Kelly. True. Okay. Oh, that's true. Wow. When she, when she left, she threw it up with them. So hell yeah. Okay. She'll be on Raw. Um, and then I'm excited to see um, like Booker T being on NXT. I think it makes for some hilarious moments. He like he didn't know stuff about the main roster. Like it was obvious he didn't do his homework in between being on the show. Um, yeah. Imagine him doing a show where he doesn't know, truly doesn't know anyone. He's gonna know Roxanne Perez, and that's about it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I trade her. That's why she's good. And, and Caden <laughs> Carter too, because she's also from Rally Road. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get why Joe Gacy's so weird. Shucky, <laughs> quack, quack. One of my favorite <laughs> moments, it was in, it was in 2017, um, before Daniel Bryan came back. Um, he was on commentary on Raw, and um, it was when The Miz was doing the, the yes kicks. Um, oh, yeah. At, like, at first, like, the first time he was, like, getting heel heat with it. And Graves and Michael Cole were just, like, arguing back and forth whether it was the yes kicks or the it kicks. And then Booker T just, like... Like Kool Aid Man through the wall, just win. They're great kicks, Michael. It's like <laughs> they're like shut them both up. Just, they're great <laughs> kicks, Michael. Hell yeah, I'm excited. Just I I like um, especially because like they're doing it with the quote unquote season premieres. I just like changing it up, getting some different voices, two man booths, like everything like that. It's just making the shows, even though Raw can still be long. It's just making everything just watchable even like when raw is like boring like this last week i thought raw was very just by the numbers a little boring um it was still just watchable like you could just sit there and watch it and get lost on your phone for a second but you come back to and like a good match is happening so 
Yeah, it seems like, didn't they also, I heard that somewhere that they just uh, hired uh, somebody whose specific job is to like keep an eye on like long-term booking and storytelling. And, and he's, he's a, so he's a former writer for, for Marvel. Um, and like, he's a fan, he's a wrestling fan. Oh, that's um, good. So like he gets <laughs> continuity, which is something they need. They like have so mm-hmm. many storylines going on that like someone coming from the Marvel world is really good. He's also done like horror comic series and stuff. And he's doing some of the Bray Wyatt writing and overseeing that stuff now, apparently too. So like, that's the context I heard about it because people were like, "That's extra speculation about this white rabbit being Bray." It's just super. It's super cool just having the somebody there for continuity, especially because like, like week to week it could be really hard. But if you have somebody there whose job is like, "Okay, this is what we're this is the narrative we're talking about here. Let's kind of put these pieces together," because it can make a three-hour show feel more like you're saying like more. It kind of breezes by when things make sense or you can you're kind of caught up on what's going on or it is in line with what's been happening it doesn't it's not so jarring to like watch it rewards you for paying attention speaking of things that have been happening on monday night raw there was a return a couple of weeks ago of a certain wrestler a poison pixie if you will mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so jenna as the number one fan <laughs> of Candace LeRae, what the hell are you feeling? Um, well, I was in the shower when it happened, and then like <laughs> I just heard you screaming outside the door, and I'm like, "What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? The fuck?" Um, yeah, and you were like, "Candace on TV, Candace on." I'm like, "What?" And then like I go out there, and I was just fucking pissed off because I'm like the one raw. I'm like, "Oh, I can skip. It's fine." <laughs> and I'm like, "If like because I, I was like, there's no way like." It's happening now. I thought if anything, it, like after Extreme Rules for like the War Games to set up Survivor Series, she'd return. And then to like, because I had a Fightful Select prescription and they like, sh- like release like the uh, plans for the night, like through the Patreon. And I saw it was like Dewdrop versus Nikki Ash. And I'm like, yeah, I can skip that. And then it was like, <laughs> no, they just have it as a placeholder to hide Candace. But I'm so fucking excited. Um, yeah, I really, I really don't know what to say except I'm super excited. I'm super happy for her. I'm super happy for everyone who got released and is like getting an opportunity to mm-hmm. come back and, uh, you know, show why they should be on the show. Yeah. Uh, it it's really, like- really cool. I'll yeah. say even like Braun Strowman, he like he seems really motivated right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's like a different kind of like excitement where it's like prior to you know, kind of the new regime being around there. It's like, I don't think I would be thrilled at all for Candace to like make a debut. Cause there wouldn't be that much trust in like, Oh where's, yeah. Where's this going to go? And so like for it to line I'd up, be now, open for, like to get paid. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Make your money, yeah. make your money, get in, get out. But with this, it's like, there's so much trust where it's like people who are paying attention and like, obviously just really in the bubble of NXT, it's like, she never got her real like solo run. And so for, her to come back now with Triple H in charge and or this is just like oh kind of feels like the sky's the of limit. Johnny Gargano too. Totally, exactly. That's what I like, love this, about it. She's coming in already automatically in her own angle, and so it's like and it's but it's under like the you know the kind of the umbrella of people we trust with like kind of some stories. Which so far I think they've done a good job. I still haven't been like I don't know I haven't I haven't been putting a magnifying glass on them. But I think well, so far it's been good. Um, go ahead, Jenna. 
Oh, I was just going to say it's cool, too, because they put her right away in that main women's storyline of, like, yeah. you know, damage control versus, like, Asuka, Alexa, and Bianca. And it's, like, that's going to be the War Games match, but it's, like, who's going to be the fourth person? Is Candace going to turn? Like, there's just, like, a ton of questions and, like, yeah. excitement going into it. And it's, like, truly, I feel like when, like, NXT 2.0 started, like, I really just, like, fell into this, like trap of just like oh like it's like i don't like 2.0 like i can't get into mm-hmm. it because nxt was like my favorite weekly show and like mm. i think for a while like i didn't actually like enjoy wrestling i just enjoyed gossiping about like <laughs> everything happening in the dirt sheets and that, that was my toxic trait um <laughs> and, but it's like for the first time in a while like i'm excited about wrestling like i have fun watching it like i had fun watching that women's match on dynamite last night too like i just there's like a lot of excitement about wrestling and I'm excited to see how everyone's booking goes and I'm excited to see all these people returning. Mm-hmm. Me too. Mm, yeah. Like I've definitely been in the same boat. Like I was just like my enjoyment of wrestling. It's definitely been down since NXT went away. Cause it's at least like black and gold was like, it was my favorite wrestling show. Like mm-hmm. even if I didn't like any other wrestling, I would love, I'd love NXT. Like, and I'd watch wrestling every week. Having right. a, like not having that show, I've still tried, but like there's been weeks where it's been really tough, and like uh-huh. I'm now like watching, like I've yeah, been okay. watching Raw and SmackDown as much as I can, and I like, get, I'm yeah, we get messages it. and stuff like to the group chat now. When I'm like, oh, I don't know if anybody else is watching, and then Zach starts popping in, I'm like, <laughs> I'm gonna watch it. I also <laughs> now live with my parents who has you know cable TV and shit, so I can actually <laughs> like watch it live every yeah. week now. I just have like 40 email addresses. And I've gotten like a bunch of like, um, I've had to get like a couple of replacement like debit cards and stuff recently. And so it's like YouTube TV free trials. <laughs> oh, like I just oh, yeah. glossed over. I had to get a couple of replacement debit cards recently. Well, no, so- th- that that was that was not because of that, but it does help out. Oh, I get that. No, I like that. Get have a yeah, exactly. You got to have to have a system. Mm, That's the I thing. Just got I, my- I just got my first new debit card in literally four years because I made it to the end of a debit card for the first time ever. Wow. Oh, shit. It expired? I made it to the expiration date. Damn. And so I, I think that, like, it's just like everybody was saying, it's just been kind of fun to watch wrestling again, at least with uh, the WWE side of things, um, as far as, like, really paying attention. Because, like, now it's like you get rewarded, as you said, Matt, for paying attention and for watching. And then even, like, NXT 2.0, and now it's changed back. To, it's just called NXT. Kind of altered the colors. There's a little bit of the. It's like almost not a, a good mix because like they have all the UK guys there, and it's like they kind of grew out of their growing pains. And it's like some of the people that were good are still getting showcased. That are I got Tony D'Angelo, who's gotten like you know pretty pretty decent in the ring. Um, Very good the, in the ring. Eh? The the creeds and shit like that. But yeah. it's, all, it's also it's like. We got like Roxanne versus fucking Miko Satamora like not that long ago. Yeah. We're getting super cool shit like that. Whereas like WWE is there's just this like air of hope. Exactly. It just hasn't been there since like like 2016 or like no uh, 2018. Is that the year that Shinsuke won the Rumble? Yeah. Oh yeah, Shinsuke and Asuka both won yeah. the Rumble. Yeah, it uh-huh. was that like that that like three month period, and then they had like that takeover. And it was like, this is going to be great. And then that mania happened, and that's where everything started going downhill in my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where it's like, yeah. you, don't, you get in this, like, yeah, this place where it's like, you don't want to get hopeful because you're like, I know where I know where this is going to go. Or if I know where it's going to go, it's going to change in a couple weeks anyway. So it's yeah. like, yeah, something just consistent. 
and enjoyable to watch. It's like that's all we're asking for. Well, that's that's all we need, and we'll suspend our disbelief. I'm a simple man with simple pleasures. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but what do you know? What I fucking love though is extreme. extreme Actually, I'll say one thing that I really love also is some backstage bullshit. So Andrade and Sammy Guevara. Yeah, okay, let's talk, let's, yeah, let's talk some juice. Let's do it. <laughs> Hey, Andrade did exactly what he said he was going to do on Twitter. He responded Honestly. to Sammy, and he's like, all right, I'll see you Wednesday. He's like, I'll say it to your face then. He fucking said it. He did it. I know. I, I, I kind of, as far as, like, Andrade goes, if I'm, all right, I'm, I'm buying into the fact that he's trying to get fired from AEW. I also think he don't give a shit, though. I wonder, because, like, so... He was scheduled to wrestle to, uh, Friday on Rampage against number 10, the Dark Order. And it's kind of like mask versus career in yeah. AEW thing. And then that got pulled before Dynamite, which I was like, interesting. Because going into it, I was like, well, maybe he's going to get granted his release and Andrade will get to leave. But then I was like, well, because he pulled that match, I was like, maybe not. And so in my head, I'm like, well, what if Andrade decided I am going to get out of here one way or another, and I'm going to do it by punching stone punches at Sammy Guevara for being I don't a little know, shitbag. I don't know if like, if, he, if he thought he was going to get fired. I just He just doesn't care if he does. But I think that's more dangerous because he's like, you're probably not going to fire me, but fuck you. I'll do whatever the fuck I want. He's being fire me, tra- you can't fire me. Fire me, you can't yeah. fire me. Being pretty I'm already fired. Pretty tranquilo about some pretty not tranquilo shit. Yeah, and he even he even said he was like, um, they could just like talk to Ashley, like uh, to talk to Triple H, like <laughs> he's yeah. pretty much saying, if y'all want to tamper, we could fucking tamper. Honestly, honestly, it's so interesting though because AEW on the whole, it sounds like a nightmare. I would hate showing up to work for AEW. It sounds like from what we hear on the outside, I can only imagine what is it's actually like in there. It just sounds so like it's not, you feel like you gotta be on eggshells. It seems like an eggshell ass company to fucking yeah. work for. And it, and you got there like the boss Tony Khan being like, you know, I really wanna wanna win the uh, Booker of the Year. It's like, dude, like quit worrying about like what Dave Meltzer and his subscribers. Hello, that's us. Um, yeah. think, um. Just fucking control the fucking people in your company. Like, Make it a safe place it. to work. Yeah, like, it's fucking weird. It's weird shit. And he's like, I don't, I don't have to deal with this fucking shit. Like talking about WWE and giving them <laughs> like digs and shit. How about just like fucking <clears throat> take care of your own house? And yeah, and you keep Sammy on the main event and send Andrade home. Like, and it, he won. It's like, dude. It, uh, it's just like yeah you're gonna you're so it's gotta suck i would it would gotta suck to work for aew Jenna, what was the talent. what was the fact that you pointed out yesterday when we were talking about andrade and sammy and whose side was gonna be whose what do you mean tony Khan was at sammy and tay's wedding oh yeah that's what i said i was like yeah he's i'm like sammy's gonna get away with murder because like tony Khan yeah. was at the wedding and like singing judas with them on the dance Floor, like a fucking mark like me at karaoke drunk <laughs> on a saturday oh my yeah God. fucking cody like... rhodes just chilling in the back <laughs> um Cody's yeah, like, it... thank fucking god i'm out of there <laughs> yeah dude the whole thing if i'm tony khan i'm firing andrade and sammy neither of them va- like add value to the company anyways like you with everything that's gone on in like the past two months like you need to make a statement 
Yeah. And like exactly. make it seem like you're actually a boss and have control of your locker room. Like you can't just like I mean, you can let people fight. It's fun stuff to talk about. Like, you know, it gets people talking, but it's just like, I don't know, to me, like, if yeah. I'm a wrestler and I'm like offered a contract to you, it's just like, oh, I don't think I want to fucking go over there. It just seems like everyone's out of their mind. Exactly. People will say stuff like in these instances, like, oh, you don't hear about stuff like this happening in WWE. You don't. And it's like, because for better or worse, like Vince McMahon would like had a very, you know, clear policy about how you conduct yourself. Right. It's like after years and years of, people not conducting themselves well uh -huh. so it's like aw can't included. yeah exactly aw can't like skate by on like well we're still a young company because it's like you got a toxic ass workplace like that has to be rooted <sighs> out quick or it's it's gonna spread and it, the viewers aren't gonna exactly it's fun to talk about but it's like i've avoided watching dynamite some weeks so i'm like it's just fucking i don't know i don't know i'm just not that interested in in the in-ring stuff which typically they, say... they're so good I have enjoyed Dynamite a lot more since everyone got suspended because I don't have to get the CM Punk I'm happy to be here promo every week. It's true. Which was yeah. just like killing me for a while. I'm like, oh, I'm like, I don't need to hear this guy talk one more time about like how he's happy to be back. Who's who's kind of running around right now in the main event scene in AEW? Well, it almost it almost feels like so like Moxley's the champion, but like yeah. I even like yesterday I was watching, I'm like it feels like Jericho is the champion to me because they've been pushing the Ring of Honor title so big recently. Yeah. Because, like, they want it to feel important for, like, if they do get TV or when they launch, like, their weekly program. But, like, the big thing's been Jericho because, I mean, you had the Jericho Bandito match. Um, you had the main event last night. So it almost mm -hmm. feels like Jericho's the champion. But, Jericho I mean... It feels like the most important part of this show. And I think this is something that we had talked about, Jenna. And it feels like I think that they're losing a lot of like their audience before, and they've gained mm -hmm. some like ex WWE audience because people are like uh, like these guys are only popping for like big moves, and when it's towards the end of it, whereas like the crowds used to be kind of hot all around, they're not getting the ticket sales, they're not doing this. It's because they've alienated like that core audience that initially was like we want something different because everybody that's like up top is just WWE guys. They're all just Fed guys. Mm. I don't even one exception. Yeah. yeah. I don't even necessarily think it's like ex WWE fans. I think it's WWE fans who are like, oh, the guys we liked on this show are, are on this program now, so we're going to watch both. Like, I think you're getting more of that now. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's definitely like diehards still, but it's, they're definitely like, but I mean, it's almost kind of been more like WWE style booking recently, which is weird uh, to say. Mm -hmm. um, exactly. Anecdotally, I can say that like, I've talked to numerous, like, friends and stuff that were, like, Attitude Era, like, fans growing up um, who don't watch regularly, but have told me that they, like, have stopped on Dynamite when it's been on uh -huh. um, and and watched, like, an episode um, mm -hmm. they're not, like, and, and enjoyed it a lot. And I was like, that makes a lot of sense to me. Like, mm -hmm. it, like, feels Attitude Era-y. Just not good if you're watching all the time. Yeah, but it's a nice little like nostalgia thing to bring in lapsed some lapsed fans. I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. even last night when I was watching in that fucking acclaim segment, I was like, "This feels like it's straight out of the <laughs> Attitude Era." Like everyone in the crowd's wearing acclaim stuff. Like the crowd's just going fucking nuts. They're showing five year olds saying "Scissor me, daddy ass." Like it was, oh, like, it was like modern day fucking DX. Like well, yeah, also, that. I mean, it really cool. helped. <laughs> that really helps that Billy Gunn's there too. 
Oh yeah, no, a hundred percent. But like, yeah, just like it's just insane, like how yeah, over it, that was. And that's what I said to Isai last night. I was like, "This is like the attitude era." Watching this, uh, yeah, same. I was kind of blown away at all out at just like because I been watching here and there, but I just I guess I wasn't paying that much attention to the acclaimed. I did not realize how mm-hmm. over that was the scissor me daddy ass. I was like, <laughs> what in the fuck is going on? It was it got it's over enough that people were like, you should have given them the fucking titles. How <laughs> the, like, the big thing is is they gotta let this not be Rusev Day. Yeah, yeah. Can it be anything but? I mean like it has no they, staying well, power. Well I mean the scissor me stuff like will go away eventually. It's like they need to turn this like what New Day was able to kind of turn everything that they were able to do, get it over, and then they stay relevant. Yeah. They've done it so much. The unicorn horns, the cereal, the pancakes, <laughs> every, like, that, everything I just said is so fucking weird, mm-hmm. too. And they were able to get it over. It was a gimmick. It was stupid. But then they were able to move on. So I hope that they're able to do that with the acclaimed. Um Honestly, the AEW like show is usually fairly easy to watch. Oh, Backstage yeah. seems like a disjointed mess. And you know what? I'm here for the mess. I like it too. What are you gonna yeah. say? What are you gonna do? <laughs> I, I've I've realized fairly recently that I'm like this drama ain't too bad. It's fun. Yeah, I can yeah. see some punk stuff. Like, oh my god! I was like, I gotta listen. I listened to podcasts I've never listened to before, just so I could like, what are they gonna say about? <laughs> Dude, I want to write a one-man show about the fucking backstage incident and reenact fucking (laughs) Ace Steel biting someone. I think it'd be so funny. Someone needs to do it. The Ace, yeah. Oh my, honestly, (laughs) it. I need, I need a dark side of the ring, blurry ass footage version of it. I need something. Yeah, like like Davy Vega, like whatever, like indie guy, like Jake something there, pretending he's Kenny Omega, just being like, "This is happening." Yeah, seriously, I need it. Tyler Edwards, you can play uh, Tony Khan. We'll we'll get a wig on you. Backstage brawl match in AEW Fight Forever. It's just like with the EVPs. (laughs) Ace steals like an unlockable character. (laughs) So is Larry. Of course, Ace Steel and Larry come together. Not even an NPC, like an actual character. (laughs) All right, y'all ready to get extreme? A bit. Oh, yes. Honestly, like pulling up the card, I'm like, this is gonna be a good show. And it's it's, just gimmick match, gimmick match, gimmick match, gimmick match. I love Saturday shows too. I have realized how much I love a good Saturday show. Well, see, that's why I'm excited for Halloween Havoc though too, because the uh julius creed is that who it is or is it brutus creed it's julius it's the good one take that jordan <laughs> julius creed uh and david kemper having an ambulance match and the last oh, time i yeah. saw an ambulance match was when i was at payback in chicago and they did the three stages of hell with right back and john cena <laughs> and one of the stages was an ambulance match it was the big guy right back <laughs> <laughs> feed me more i was in that match <laughs> dude we're going to the Hammerstein fucking no, is it? Is that where they're doing it? Where are they doing the? It's, it's in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Hammerstein's in New York. Yeah, yeah. I fucked up. I fucked up. Let's <laughs> back in Philadelphia. You're thinking of the ECW arena. No, I wasn't. Yes, I was. <laughs> and this, this is live from the Wells Fargo Center. Big proponents of Wells Fargo. We are. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, Wells Fargo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So big fans of the show. I was part of a class action lawsuit against them once. I got like thirteen dollars. 
fuck yeah. yeah all right. I, I was right, in a class yours. action lawsuit against one of my former employers and got like 600. Get yours. Nice. They don't exist someone. anymore. Shit. All right. Fucking sued them out of sued them into oblivion, eh? I think I sued. We sued them. And they got sold. Ain't that the, the way owners. it goes? Um, Zach, you want to break down this card? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So um, we're going in Wikipedia order, of course. So who knows what actual? But uh, 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 nothing's changed, and I love it. First match is uh, Liv Morgan versus Ronda Rousey in an Extreme Rules match for the uh, SmackDown Women's Championship. So this one, like it, like we kind of know who's winning, and they were booking this like shit for a minute. Last couple weeks, I think they've really like done Liv some favors, especially that when table she... spot like, like was huge for her. Yeah, and and also she beat Lacey Evans, like, <laughs> which is which is just huge, anyways, because it's Lacey Evans, the gray yeah. steak wonder. Do you think so? Liv's had it for a little while, but I don't know. Like obviously for her, it'd be a big ass win against Ronda, mm-hmm. but also, I mean Ronda. I mean, I don't know. What do you think they're going to do? Well, I mean, they're going to get the title on Ronda eventually because I think they want to do Ronda versus Becky at Mania for both the belts. Yeah. So it's going to cycle. And then it seems like they're teasing that Shayna Baszler feud too, where she's just like, oh, like when you're ready to start like, you know, like being like a fucking killer again, like come find me. So I feel like either like Ronda's going to win or maybe they're going to have like Shayna screw her like out of the title somehow or. And like go into that direction. That would actually be kind of cool. Yeah. Because like, it'd be different. And like Rhonda's even said she doesn't need the title. So maybe that's a good way to do it. And then even turning Liv like heel could be cool too. That would be like really she fun. embraces kind of some of that shit. Um, especially like it just like lead into the fact that people kind of kind of split on her and then just use it, you know, just use that for for everything, yeah. you know. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. All right. So next match is uh, Matt Riddle versus Seth, quote unquote, freaking Rollins. <laughs> uh, in, a fight, in a fight pit match, Daniel Cormier is the special guest referee. That's the what part that I'm most fucking match. interested in. My favorite principal as the fucking referee. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I love this promo he cut, like, because like, he was just sitting there, like, on, like, quote unquote, via satellite. And he's like, hi, I'm Daniel Cormier. I'm a UFC <laughs> champion. You might remember me from such shows as UFC 242 and UFC Unleashed. It's like, thanks, buddy. <laughs> That's where it's like, I mean, I'm thrilled. I love a fight pit. It's Matt Riddle's match. Oh, yeah. Uh, him, I mean, him and, and Rollins, that, that'll be very fun. Rollins is going to be a very it, like, entertaining they built man. built it up. It's like, this is like why you do gimmick matches, right? Because it's like, they can't get contained anymore. They've had them fight like, before the show starts and they'll like, like try to make it go viral. They'll do it as the show starts. Mm-hmm. They've done it after the show and like just post like just have people posting cell phone footage of it. I love that shit. It's just it's different. It makes it feel like a little real. Um then like bringing like Riddle's family drama into it. Um Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just been a really good feud. I think Seth's come out uh, come out of this like looking way better and Riddle, I think if if got him to be like to feel more serious, like you could take him seriously. Like he's the weed guy. He's funny. He he's like Randy. Mm-hmm. But now yeah. it's like, oh, this guy's a fucking badass. Yeah, I kind of feel like it's his match to win. But I was thinking about it because Seth is setting up something with Lashley, 
And so and since so, they've already set that up, he, he doesn't need the win. Exactly. But I'm like, what if that means Lashley decides to come out and then Daniel Cormier is like, get the fuck out of here, dude. I'm the referee. So there's one person that needs to be there for Daniel Cormier. It's got to be Brock, right? It's got That would be fucking nuts. But I don't it's know if they will. Brock. It'd be a weird context for Brock to come out. Or, but also or maybe coming up on Saudi Arabia. Oh, my God, dude. That's going to be a, I mean, that would be a really big match. I don't know. Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, I'd love to see Brock Lesnar there. So fucking fuck it. Toss him in the fight pit, dude. Toss all four of them in the fight pit. Jesus Christ. That'd Toss him in there too, dude. Poor Seth. <laughs> yeah, little guy. And Shamrock returns. <laughs> Goes in there too. He keeps tweeting at Hunter. It's funny. Ken Shamrock? Yeah. Nice, dude. That all right, quick fill, question. That guy can fill out a ref okay, shirt. Quick question before we move on. What does everybody call Triple H? Do you guys refer to him as Hunter, Triple H, H? I've, I've... I sometimes, I mean, I, I would if I ever am bringing him up, I'd probably say Triple H. But sometimes in my my internal dialogue, I call him Hunter. Sometimes I call him Paul. Is it is it when like you like are he's like the executive? That's when you call him Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I do that a lot. Like I I cycle between the, like. A lot H-H. of his different names. Like I call him Tri- I think I think of him as Trips. Mm. Usually say say Triple H. Yeah. Executive Hunter. 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 His fake his fake proper name. Yeah. Jenna, yeah, what, what, what what's what's I, yours? Um, I probably say Triple H and Hunter at times, but it's more so like I feel like I refer to him in Hunter like as Hunter when like I'm watching like an interview or like listening to a podcast and someone keeps referring to him as hunter that gets stuck ahead but yeah, i just think true i think it's just funny all that like the nxt talent will be like yeah hunter's the best boss and i'm like his fake name they'll call him that <laughs> that's what i love it it's like yeah. his proper fake name <laughs> but do you think that i wonder though is the kayfabe so deep that when they show up to the work are they like hey paul or is it like hunter <laughs> I think people call him hunter there yeah like, yeah dude backstage like the wrestling people call him hunter Office people like corporate Paul. Do you yeah. think? Yeah. Think so. Yeah. Do you think he, that? Pro- I mean, I this is silly, but he probably signs official documents with Paul, right? I uh, think so. No. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's actually H H H H H. Not even Triple H H H H. I'd call him Mr. Helmsley. I'd call him Tara. Tara. Mr. Rising? Uh, Mr. Rising. Mr. Rising, please. <laughs> next match on the docket. Yeah, so the next one is uh, Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross with Scarlett in a strap match. It's going to be a sexy match. Oh, uh, this has to be a good match. Otherwise, like, I feel like Karrion Cross is just... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it has to be a good match. He has to win Drew, this, right? Drew will do it. Drew's going to do it. Mm. I believe in Drew, because Drew's been motivated ever since Kevin Owens called him out. Yeah, you think and like, say... I was gonna say, Karrion Cross is like, you know that he like loved like Memphis shit style wrestling, exactly. you know, like, and this is like, he was definitely like likes the style of wrestling. I think he'll do good this kind of match. I think that this also this match can lead into some like good violence, and I think both of them are going in there, and they're gonna be leaving with some welts. They're gonna oh be leaving with some like mm. bloody body, not because like they juiced or gigged. It's because they're just going to be welted up and it's going to start bleeding. And that's what it needs to be. This needs to be brutal. I want this to be violence like Ilya Dragunov and Walter. That's what it needs to hit. 
It's just gonna, yeah. Be, yeah, it's gonna be gnarly. That, yeah, I feel like it's gonna be a that strap is just gonna be exactly. It's just gonna be whipping flesh. They're just gonna be red, two it's, red boys by the end of this thing. If it's something like the uh, Punk and MJF like dog collar match, right? I'll be so stoked. That was one of my favorite matches this year, so I am all about it. Yeah, this one's probably gonna. Yeah, exactly. This might be like one of the. If not like the bloodiest, but like just the one that you walk away with, like, oh god, ow, that looks yeah. like it hurts so bad. But yeah, I really hope Karrion Cross wins because it seems like he needs to be, he needs to, he needs to get a little momentum behind him. I think, and this is like this is what they've been building for him. This needs to be a big moment for him. This needs needs to be that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah I do. I bet he comes out all leather, daddy. If I'm being honest, I bet he comes <laughs> out. I bet he comes out to sh- to put on. A I show. hope he does not come out in his gimp mask again. No, We've already tried that once. I don't know. I bet. Well, I hope. Well, we have. I guess we'll see. I kind of hope it does. We'll he see. comes out bald. Oh man, he shaves it again. Let's bake him down again. I, I've liked the hair, but you know what? he's getting tough. Let's get bald. He looks crazy bald. Like he looks yeah. insane. Yeah. All right, so next match uh, is a ladder match for the uh, Raw Women's Championship with Bianca Belair. Um. So wait. Oh, I yeah. understand. They're going out there with them. So Bianca Belair, accompanied by Alexa Bliss and Oscar, and then Bailey, uh, accompanied by the rest of Damage Control, Dakota Kai and Io Sky. This match is gonna be. It's gonna have a lot of fuckery in this match. Oh, yeah. a, I love a lot it. Of, yeah, there's gonna be a lot of, you know, a lot of look. I don't know. There's gonna be so much shit going on in like the in the background of this match, but it's gonna be athletic. I, I bet. Well, and remember, like the feud that got Bianca Belair to the point where she won the Royal Rumble was her feud with Bailey. Mm-hmm. Like, and yeah, they got I, chemistry. They got chemistry, like, and Bailey. Like, I know it's hungry to have a good match like that, you know, like after being gone for so long. And like, it's going to be really good. First ever women's ladder match on the main roster for a title, like singles match. I was going to say, I, 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 I've never seen Bianca in a match in this kind of a gimmick match where you're climbing up. Oh, was she in a war game? I don't think she was ever in war games, right? Yeah, she was in war games. Was she? Okay. Games. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. It was I'm, the one I'm that was saying... her and Candice um, versus the or that was, was real and Candace. Candace. Yeah, but oh, because it's because she was a heel still. She was on the oh yeah, okay, okay. But yeah, I just think it'd be really fun to see what she does in a ladder match. I can just imagine there's gonna be so many fun spots. I bet she carries Bailey up the ladder and does a KOD off of it. Something like that, dude. I think that I think Fireman that'd carry, be fucking insane. I think or Fireman's like carry the, Bailey like up Dakota. the ladder. Like like something like that, like Dakota, like to get Dude, one of or the stack, stuff. stack Dakota and EO on top of each other and do it. I don't know. Give me something. I and mean, the yeah. thoughts on this match. Oh, I'm really excited. Um, yeah, I it it still like blows my mind that they're like, oh, this is the first singles women's match uh for the title. But like when I think about it, I'm like, I really can't think of any like singles women's ladder matches that have been on the main roster. The only thing I can think of is like money in the bank. Yeah. And I, I don't think of any other ones. I th- I know like on NXT they had a uh, that one where Mia Yim died. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So I'm really excited, and like I said, I think it's a good opportunity to set up a Survivor Series. And I think Survivor Series like sold out already, so I'm guessing they're like trying to just like get a really good card going. Um, so I feel like either like 
Candice is going to turn heel or someone's going to debut and uh, in the match and like help damage control or someone's so going to. Oscar yes. on Monday was selling that knee injury. Uh-huh. And Candice has kind of been semi injected into this feud. Do you think maybe she kind of joins some of her former NXT cohort and uh, joins the bad girl side? She is still being called the poison pixie. Yeah. I mean, um, I would. It seems like she uh, has more confidence as a heel. So I think that's what I would do. I kind of like the idea of like, you go there, you get a little pop. (laughs) Hey, I'm Candice LeRae. What's up? And then now you can go and are getting that character back that she had in NXT and like join her with damage control. Because I think that would be a perfect fit, like a match made in heaven. So do you think put the, you know, just you know gut reaction do you think they have bailey with the the title to keep like the faction looking super strong maybe yeah building towards like survivor series or uh keep with bianca who knows who knows it's hard to say it's hard to say um i would i would say bailey kind of needs it now more than bianca does yeah definitely but i agree i feel like this is also going to probably serve to start building other stories with how many Mm -hmm. people are just involved around the match not necessarily in the match yeah and i think this like this could really also it's like you could just this is how you build war build war games right and like yeah we know exactly where it's going like we can see the map we see the directions it's still exciting to be on the journey so you don't gotta reinvent the wheel you just gotta make a really good wheel yeah i like that I heard, it, I heard it somewhere else. Oh, fuck you then. I don't know. Someone else. Someone else said it. Look it up. But uh, yeah, that's going to be a banger. What else is on this ding dang card? Uh, the next match is another match with just a lot of people out there. It's uh, Edge versus Finn. And uh, I quit match with all of Judgment Day out there, too, of course. So The Judgment Day stuff I've really enjoyed. Dominic's getting like some pretty big heat. I'd- Part of it's quote unquote X Pac heat, I think. Part of it is like people are just like real mad because Rey Mysterio is a fantastic baby face. And he is so good at playing like this. He's just like, you could just feel the emotion about he's like, please don't hurt my son. It's like, that's my boy. I'm not going to touch him. And I can't wait till he fucking decks him. So, speculation. And I'll. I have zero idea of any, any inkling of what Dominic Mysterio may be going through, what anyone may be thinking. I don't quite feel, though, like... And maybe it's just hard also being in front of tons of people and these cameras. It, I never quite feel like, with Dominic, that it really feels like he wants to be there or he really wants to be pushing it. He's doing a good job in the role he's in. But it's like, sometimes I... I the speculator in me wonders, like, I wonder how much he wants to be, like, a big WWE superstar. Because it seems like... Yeah, like I said, like I don't know, like everyone loves Ray so much and stuff, and like I, I think, think that's what makes it tougher for him, and so he's like trying to like, especially now you see in a lot more of like when he's smirking or when with or when he's with Rhea, you kind of see a little bit more of his personality because he gets a it doesn't have to be, for lack of a better term, Ray Mysterio Junior. Mm-hmm. Right, be Eddie Guerrero Junior. Like yeah, that's what he should be trying to be. I have legitimately choked up thinking about the potential like retirement feud uh between what could be between Dominic and Ray. Like it could be such a good story. And but, I think like... they, they can tell that. And I think that 
right now is very important for him. And I think Rhea Ripley is doing a great job of getting some of that out of him. Yeah. Like, yeah whispering totally. to him and like kind of doing the talking for both of them. It's like now, like when he's like on his knees and being like, hit me, dad, come on, hit me. It's like, you got that little shit energy in you now. I, mm-hmm. I, I like to see it. Little, little stinker yeah. energy, if you will. Yeah. A little stinker energy is what he can, what he needs to start bringing to that table for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. Just wonder if AJ's going to get involved in this and what they're going to cool. do with that. Like, so, um, Jenna, what were we listening to the other day? I don't know. What were we listening to? It was a Brian and Vinny, and they're talking about how, or it might have been um, Brian and Dave, they're talking about how Edge very purposely said, There's nothing you can do to me physically that'll make me say I quit. Um, It was Brian and Vinny, because they're like, that. Ma- he, yeah, he said physically, so that makes them think, like, Oh, they're going to do something with Beth or like his kids to get him to quit. Oh, that's probably, I could totally see that, like, trying to yeah. get psychologically. And especially, like, if, like, yeah. Edge is down to go to Saudi Arabia, what an easy match you can book for Saudi Arabia. Again, big matches. I just think of big, like, one-time matches. <clears throat> Beth Phoenix and Edge versus, like, Finn and Rhea. Yeah. yeah. Also, yeah. I just would yeah. love to see Finn, uh, Beth Phoenix versus Rhea. That's oh, a- yeah. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a fucking yeah. fun time, doesn't it? I was thinking about it, because, like, I, obviously, like with Finn, we know he has he can like really go he can really pull out like a dark character and stuff and like you know pull Edge into the deep waters. I wasn't necessarily thinking like seeing the demon by any means, but like yeah, I, I, the idea of him maybe being less like attacking him physically and more like breaking him down as a human being like that's pretty that makes you seem pretty fucking scary and like that would be cool. And apparently, there's a lot of plans for Finn Benjamin. Benjamin? Yeah. And so yeah. That, that was from Russell Votes too. And Russell Votes, like, they like tweet like once every month or so and their stuff's usually correct. I mean, yeah. I, I wonder if he's going to stick with Judgment Day because... I think like, so. Yeah, because they need some... I, I would like... I mean, again, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not paying cl- close enough attention, but it doesn't seem like they also have a ton... They have like cool shit going on, but it's not like they're very... They need to be elevated a little more. I think they're working on it. Yeah, I mean, they got a good cast, so. I I think, yeah, especially because, like, the Judgment Day was happening before, and Mm -hmm. it's like, you got to kind of, um, it's like, you don't just, like, fucking take the wheel and just spin it super hard to correct. You got to course correct very slowly and make it make sense and kind of do that stuff, which is stuff that we're seeing, which is nice. And speaking of course correcting and fucking doing things slowly but doing it right, this fucking the the last match. I don't. This is definitely not headlining. I think it's like on the pre-show. Yeah, yeah but holy shit, it's gonna be good. We got the I, brawling brute, dude. Seamus old... Ridge Holland and Butch, who's just Pete Dunn with a different name now. He's not a newsie anymore. Mm. He's still Butch, um, but he's different. Yeah, versus Imperium, which is Gunter Ludwig Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci. <laughs> All right. This is the perfect time for Triple H to pull a Tony Khan and introduce some trios titles. Because you got Legato Del Fantasma coming up, too. You would have a fucking sick trios division with Imperium, the Brawling Brutes, Legato. Judgment Day. That would be really fun. And it would be yeah. fun to have right. something uh, kind of at stake in this match. Because a good old-fashioned Donnybrook match is good enough for me. But it would be <laughs> also awesome to have like some, some gold on the line. Mm-hmm. Some sort of prestige. Also, like these guys are all so good, 
except for Ridge. Ridge. Sorry, Ridge. Uh, yeah, sorry, Ridge. He can, he's big and he's he's a brute. It's like everybody else. It's just gonna be just pain. And I am I am here for it. And like Giovanni Vinci and like Butch could also do a little bit of high flying stuff because somehow Vinci was a fucking cruiserweight for a minute. I know. And he's like two fifty and looks like a human dick. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Uh, and Ludwig Kaiser is like in such great shape and. As uh, Dave Meltzer used to also always say, oh, that Marcel Bartel, he's just so good. He was one of Dave Meltzer's, like, he always has these guys that like aren't the top guy, but he's like, they're the best guy in the company. And that was uh, Ludwig Kaiser for a while. Okay. Oh, now it's uh, Andre Chase and Carmelo Hayes. <laughs> Andre, okay. I was going to say, Andre Chase, like that Chase University shit got so over, and it's insane. It is so weird to me. But good for them. I think you're right, though. This is probably going to be like, I hope it's not on the pre-show. It would be nice if it was on the main card, but... I just don't feel like you can with how fucking over Sheamus has been yeah, since right? uh, the UK show. Like, they, they, they may, yeah. It may just be like the first match or something. I know it was added late. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be like, you open with this match, like in my That's head. That's kind of what I'm well, thinking. It's like, that, yeah. You open to get the crowd going, but also that puts pressure on everyone else because, like, you know, it's gonna be a great fucking match. That match like to do. for sure. Yeah, NXT style. It's like fucking follow that. Yeah, exactly. uh-huh. that was the best thing with takeovers. They would usually like start with just a fucking banging tag match or something that just sets the pace for the night that everyone has to keep up. And uh, yeah, this could certainly be that, especially with how fucking violent it's gonna be with like, dude, Butch and fucking Gunther. Right, they changed his name, right? The Gunther, Gunther, Gunther. I think they rechanged it. Also, um, I mean, NXT did. uh, NXT did used to have that shirt that was like NXT, and on the back it said uh, FTMF, and they said that meant follow that, my friends. But that means follow that motherfucker. Mm. And I think that's. I think like almost, especially Sheamus these days, he has that fucking like mentality where he's like. Yeah, nobody's gonna have a better match than Sheamus, which is wild to think. Two and a I half used to years hate Sheamus. Like Serious. anytime he would come up, like when he had that random title run, I was like, oh my god, end it now. And they had the kiss me arse match with Dolph Ziggler. I was like, there's like pre there's like pre Debar and then Debar and beyond, and I feel yes. like since, since Debar, <laughs> even Debar, like even like, Debar oh, and beyond. No, I say the bar is where it began for me, where I was like, oh, like that's fun, shame it's so yeah. fun. And then the fact that he was able just to continue, like cruising at a good pace from there, I was like shocked. It's like fuck yeah, Sheamus. Yeah, one of the things I'm enjoying here is that it's six matches on this card. Take um, over feel. It has that feel. Every match I think could. Like potentially steal the show, um. Even yeah. even like like Liv and Ronda, because remember Ronda's match against Charlotte that that was an Extreme Rules match. That match was fucking sick, and I think that you get some weapons, you get some plunder, can be great. But then you got like just a fucking fight, Matt Riddle yeah. and Rollins. Like everything on here can be so good. I'm just really excited for it. Um, I've been like that... this excited for like an ancillary show in a while. Yeah, what do you think is gonna main event the show? Is it gonna be Bianca and Bailey, or Ronda? Probably Ronda and Liv, right? I think Bianca um, and Bailey because you're guaranteed a good match. You're guaranteed yeah. it's a ladder match. Yeah, 
that's a great final image is you know whoever wins it like holding, holding the title either right. that be great that or the or can have riddle and rollins do it Ooh. If, if, and as if there is a certain beast comes out to challenge a referee Ba-bum, bum. that's very true and also just the like having to set up the fight pit is easier if it's last maybe and also it's true. Do we think the uh, White Rabbit's going to debut oh. uh, in the Killer Ross Drew McIntyre match? Because I feel like I feel like Brave vs. Killer Cross would be something that they would do. Totally. Or, that would be or, awesome. Or Brave, not Brave versus Killer Cross. Um, Killer Cross wins the match. Drew's getting up. Boom, everything hits and he's after Drew. Drew's just a guy that I think that can just like carry most people right now. That's so I'm like, well, he could probably carry Bray. Do we think yeah. Dexter Loomis is gonna like murder the Miz on this show? That's on Monday. That's gonna happen on, on Monday. Monday. <laughs> okay. So they're, do- they're, do- they're doing a um, they're they're actually specifically doing a um, like a Miz birthday party. Like Maurice is gonna be there. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. No, like I'm not kidding. Like, that's it. what's happening. I fucking love it. Like this is like. This is like when I like start appreciating the Miz again. It's like this is something like so perfect for him specifically. Like, yeah, he has the acting chops to pull but, it off, and it's it's for a general audience now. Like, I can watch and go, "This is pretty cheesy and stupid," but someone who's not a huge wrestling fan or whatever, like just someone who loves minions and shit, like, will think this is hilarious. But it's like, the family guy meme like, on Facebook. It's just like a huge part of their audience, and like we forget that sometimes. Like, yeah, they they do have to serve those people like more than us at, in a lot of ways too. It, um, so it's like it's good. It's just simple and good. Like, and it's a good way to use both of them because it's not in the ring. Yeah, yeah. I guess me in the in the small bubble I live in, it shocks me that maybe there there's people who are like fans of Miz and Misses that have no interest in WWE or. I don't know, your mom I mean, like the Miz. And, yeah, I would uh, say that's my mom. She loves Miz and Mrs. <laughs> I mean, it's a, I've seen a few episodes. It's good. Tra- it's good trash TV. But my mom also <clears throat> loved Total Divas, and then I, like she was like Maurice is crazy, and then they made uh, Miz and Mrs. She started did, did she like those shows because she knew how much you like wrestling, or just independently? Is she like just into that that brand? Well, my mom, so she like watched wrestling like in the 90s her and my uncle and my aunt went to like some like house show and they saw papa shango versus kane whoa oh hell yeah that match never happened i'm telling you. my mom tells me she's like it was papa shango and kane maybe it was undertaker i don't know it can't be kane because kane debuted in 1997 she swears up and down. We'll talk about it next time yeah, we what see are you gonna her. Do? Are you gonna but because fucking... she said they got lost going to the Allstate Arena, and then she's like, they made it. And she said, my aunt Bobby was obsessed with Papa Shango, so he was on that show. <laughs> my aunt awesome. Bobby was obsessed with Papa Shango. But, <laughs> yeah, but I then mean, people do occasionally episode. come back in for like house show tryouts that are like to come back to the company. But, maybe, but he yeah. would have been there because he was. Um, was Kama Mustafa, and then he was the Godfather. Maybe Shango he just brought Papa Shango back. I'm trying to figure out how this could have happened. Maybe he did just specifically because it was Kane, and they're like, "Oh, that'd be like a cool house show match to do a one-off." Fuck it, let's get, get my mom on the line right now. Was that the Rosemont? Yes. I'm I don't know at- what. I don't know what year it was, though. It'll be but... in the early 90s, because that's when Papa Shango was there. 
but yeah, so then me and my brother got into wrestling. So she would take us to um, like SmackDown and Raw and stuff. And my mom really liked Edge. And then, Edge then we would be a mom. Star. I was gonna say, I, I think Edge was like a mom favorite. Oh, like, my mom thought he was so hot. Yeah. Yeah. But then yeah, it was funny because I stopped watching wrestling. And then like when I started watching again, like around the time like CM Punk was really big and I would watch it, my mom would be like, She's like, oh, that's the guy from the real world. The Miz was always the one wrestler she knew. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. The Miz is the yeah, the Miz is bigger than wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Shut up. Mom, shut that, shut yeah. your mouth, Matt. It's true than anything your... I've ever. It's truer than anything I've ever said. The Miz, dude. Midwest Midwest moms know and love the Miz. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Man, that guy's a, wow. That guy's the fan mail that guy must get. <laughs> I'm about to I'm about to just square up on Matt. No, it's fine. I get it. <laughs> so I, I wanted some drama here. I wanted to start a backstage fight here with us. I'll fight. I'll fight. I mean I'll fight. I'll fight. fight. Uh, I'm not gonna fight. not fight. If I have I mean if you know, if it's up in the air and I'm being recorded, like I'm not gonna act like I gonna back down like a coward. Chicago had so many shows and some of them are utter shit. Well, that's why every wrestler is like, I love the Rosemont Horizon or the All-State <laughs> Arena. They're like, it's my favorite venue. Oh, but some of these cards are actively bad. They also skipped Chicago in all of 95, by the way. That's a weird thing. Yeah. Well, think about what oh, you did, but... Chicago. Think about what you did. It's 95. like they had Crush versus Doink the Clown. Oh, yeah, wait, what a fucking point. banger. You wouldn't, you wouldn't crush a couple Jinko. beers watching that? Oh, maybe. Oh, come on. At Mr. Hughes versus El Matador. Sounds great. Wouldn't crush a couple beers? A, I love all this. Yeah. <laughs> you saw um, I love geeks. I don't know why you're saying sitting here trying to convince me this is bad. A crush versus doink could have been a pretty good match, actually. <laughs> I, I, I know the match, by the way. I'm guessing this is the match. So this was in January of ninety-three. <laughs> okay. Oh wow, we're, we're pinpointing. Papa Shango, and this isn't Kane, but he had fire, <laughs> bam bam bigelow. <laughs> oh, you know what? That's plausible as fuck, though. I'll find. We'll find out, and we'll get. We'll get an answer. Yeah, Show her we'll a picture. Of Bam Bam Bigelow. But no. my mom. My mom knows who Kane is, though. So, yeah. like, he I have to believe. Huh? No, she walks with us. She knows who Kane is. Yeah, that. Oh, it's like you. When... You know your mom better than anyone in this call. Would she confuse Bam Bam Bigelow <laughs> for Kane? I don't think so. Papa yeah. Shango wasn't there in the mid nineties. Like he wasn't a thing anymore. I think we're gonna have to get to the bottom of this. We are gonna get to the bottom of this. No, because when I was watching, was was I watching Dynamite? No, I lived out here already. I don't remember. I was watching some WWE show, and the Big Show came up. My mom's like, "That's not the real Big Show." <laughs> it was like a conspiracy. It's like the multiple uh, Ultimate Warriors. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, we, she has to be on this show. Yeah, yeah, All right, get Val on the line. <laughs> I, I, okay, okay, I mean, okay. My parents were just in Chicago. I was just, I was just gonna say, want to know would actually be really funny. Um, we need to do this where we will have to record with our our parents and to see their their level of wrestling. Yeah, I mean, oh my, my um, my parents uh, they don't get it. Yeah. They tr- they they don't like I've tried like like I know how to like get them interested in stuff usually they do not care oh. like I I've had the tiniest bits of success like my mom likes Bianca Belair there you go um, I just like 
<laughs> I would love just to hear like, years of trying. Even if we just like cut them together, like I mean, my mom I, has I, been a guest on this program. That's she true. has been I on just the program. to um that episode I, like accidentally. It just autoplayed <laughs> randomly, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna listen to this." And I was like, "Oh, it's nice to hear hear Trish." Yeah. Is this her talking to Teddy Hart? My mom facilitated a meeting between myself, Derek Oster, and Teddy Hart. And that was... And a pervert criminal. Well, <laughs> we knew at that time... Hey, that easy. Hart Just loved... because Oster isn't here. Ha! No way! Hey, hey. hey! At the time, I just knew Teddy Hart as the man who loved cats, and he had funny stories about running from police. And it turns out he wasn't great. But yeah, I shook his hand, and it was crazy, awesome, soft. Turns out it was it really was soft. Great. It was not the, the handshake wasn't great. It was just like it was a, it was one of those things where you shake someone's hand and you're like, "Oh, it's really soft." <laughs> Would have soft, soft hands. hands. Yeah, I was just like not expecting it. I don't know if mine are hard, by the way. Teddy, if you're listening, I'm not. You're you're you're, you're a drummer, so you have honestly they're callous as fuck, dude. I got I got those left hand finger calluses, and Zach, I'm guessing you do too. I'm gonna be one of those. Oh yeah, and I also got the diabetic. Exactly. We're probably all gonna be those like folks when you get older whose fingers are like bend all crazy. I don't want that though. Mine already are. I literally I I literally have a therapeutic glove on at the moment. Ah yeah. Well, you know what? Our fingers. It's extreme. Our fingies is going to be beautiful till the day we die. That was extreme rules. So that's the uh, the preview. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to have a good time. It's on a Saturday. I'm going to probably cook some burgers. I'm going to exactly. just have a just, just have fun. Yeah. And yeah, Isai, you you and me also this this weekend for the first time in 21 years. 21 years. Get to watch our Seattle Mariners put in the playoffs. No, so. keep your keep your real sports out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> It's not real sports. It's baseball. Real sports out of here. Supposed to fix until the World Series. Hmm. Interesting. I'm curious to know more about that. But, but you all that subscribe to my lo- my newsletter. <laughs> That's it for this week, folks. That's it. I'm. We. Yeah. we, we oh we, man, I thought you were gonna close it. I thought you had. Like, oh, I could, do. You want me to fucking? You had like you had like radio announcements. Oh, like <clears throat> it was so comic. That's it for here this we week, folks. Well, folks. It was it was it was Oster esque where there's right. that the intro and outro voice is just slightly slightly different because it's the same every time. It's just like it's a why don't you let, why don't, why don't you let me take but, this home? All right, why don't you let me land this plane? Time to go home, Q. Well, folks, thank you so much for listening with us here today as we've recapped what will surely be a phenomenal show uh, this weekend. With extreme. We didn't recap something that that hasn't stop. happened. We, stop. Stop. I'm you wait. It. We're going to do that. And it was so fun talking about the hot, hot goss. Uh, but now it's time for us to leave you. And uh, um, shit, WrestleBoy316. Thank everybody for listening. Oh, okay. That whole, thank you all for listening. Happy, Happy recent day. day. Happy recent day. Happy recent day. Happy day. Uh, and unto you. <laughs> uh, WrestleBoy316 would kindly ask Harry and Cross to wear the gimmicks.